This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We came to an agreement on something a bit earlier on today, which I'm sure you listening at home will agree with. We absolutely flip in love toasties. Who, who doesn't love a toasted sandwich? I, I've never met anyone in my life that doesn't like a toasted sandwich. I agree with that. I'll go one stage further. If you're in the early stages of a relationship with someone and you go out somewhere and, and a toastie's on offer and they say no, mm-hmm. I think that might be a deal-breaker. There'd never be another date. Why would you have a problem? Why would you have a problem with <laughs> no a toastie? No reason at all. We absolutely love toasted sandwiches. They are the best thing ever. Uh, so we have got a brand-new feature for you which we're debuting tonight on Home Time. You're in for such a treat. It's called Toasty Tuesday. Uh, basically, Richie and I will be live toasting a different sandwich each week with our Salter 1760 brand-new state-of-the-art sandwich toaster that producer Adem has got for us. It's there in the corner of the studio. It's going to be mint. And basically, each week we're going to get you to suggest brilliant combinations and see whether we can push the boundaries of toasted sandwiches. And this is where we need to hold our hands up because we do need to push the boundaries. Obviously, both of us love a toasted sandwich, but the love problem it. is... We'd have to say that our favourites at the moment, they are a little bit run-of-the-mill. I just love a cheese and ham toasty. Cheese and ham toasty is one of the originals. I exactly. Think when toasties first started, there was probably four or five originals, yeah. wasn't there? I like uh, cheese and onion. Another original. It's an original, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, you know, cutlery. Cutlery? Not cutlery. What's it called when you talk about cooking? Culinary. Culinary, no. <laughs> Culinary? Yeah. Cooking and that has come a long way. <laughs> so I think we can do better. So if you've got... A brilliant... Maybe this is something that you have a lot where you've got a brilliant combination that works for a toasted sandwich. Great, we want to hear about it. Maybe you've never even tested it before and this is the first time it'll ever happen. Cuisine. Cuisine, that's the word that's I was it, after. That's the word, isn't it? Oh, we got there in the end. Cutlery. <laughs> Cutlery. has <laughs> come a long so way. excited about toasties. We can't talk. Well, we're, we're doing this show in the shadow of our brand new sandwich toaster and yeah. it's really putting us off. It's like Christmas Day here in the studio. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is, we'll get your suggestions now. We're going to be toasting it just after six o'clock this yeah. evening. Uh, Daz in Herefordshire has named a filling that I, I was too scared to mention earlier on, but it's out there now. Corn beef, onion and horseradish sauce. Oh, the face on fur. <sighs> Cat Barnes tweeted, chorizo and borsan. That's nice, isn't it? That's very fancy. I like the sound of that. like a bit of that. Uh, Jack on the M3 says, dynamite hot stag chilli nachos, sour cream and guacamole. There's a lot going, going on, on there. there. Uh, Richard says, massive tip. Uh, it doesn't matter what the filling is, but coat the outside of your bread with a thin layer of mayonnaise. It gives a really crispy finish to the toasty. I love mayonnaise. Love Always that. sachets on me. Uh, Hannah's uh, hanging on right now. Says, I've got something to blow our minds about toasties. Um, yes, yeah, so um, my partner and I at our wedding last year, instead of a, um, like doing a buffet, we uh, had a toasty box. So it was like unlimited toasties. Wow. Um, wow. Yes. It was amazing. It was a big hit. Tell us about the toasty uh, box. Is it like a, is that like a one of those vans you might get see parked up at like a football stadium that's doing hot dogs, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. They were actually called toasty box, and um, it was like in an old horse cart, and they come and set up at the, um, events and things. So wow. yeah, they, they were amazing. Um, that's, uh, we that's had tough. yeah, we had like a um, we had three. We had a sweet one which we did just Nutella uh, in one, um, and then we had pulled beef. Um, with caramelised onion and then another one with cheddar cheese and chilli jam. If you had to pick one of them, Richie, the Nutella, the pork, the cheddar cheese and jam, what's it going to be? I'm I'm ruling out the the one with the onion in, so... Um, The the cheese and chilli jam is is a favourite and we have attempted that a few times as well since having it. I think the cheese and chilli jam would be the one. But she's opened up a very yeah. interesting front here, Hannah. I hadn't really thought about a sweet toasty before. As we as we head into this being like a weekly feature on Home yeah. Time, 
yeah. we, we shouldn't discount a, a sweet one, a Nutella one maybe, do you know what I mean? I will be a great advocate of the sweet toasty, <laughs> trust me. Yeah, definitely. God, God bless the toasty box. Lovely to speak to you, Hannah. The couple that toast together stay, stay together. together. <laughs> <laughs> Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. I can't move past this tweet from Vince, who says, My wife's favourite is cheese, marmite and lemon curd. I've tried it, and I still don't know if I actually like it. Toasting it, however, may elevate it. No. Now, this is really... No. <laughs> this is really interesting. In isolation, I love cheese, I love marmite, I love lemon curd, so none of the ingredients do I have a problem with. The problem is the combination, but equally... You have to try it, don't you? No, because there's no place for lemon curd in, in 2022. What's your problem with lemon curd? Lemon curd is, is something from, like, old-fashioned 1970s safety adverts. It's uh, old-fashioned climbing frames with no safety bit below it. It's asbestos in the roof. It's three-day working week, riots, and policemen having their hats knocked off and fires. I promise you I could eat lemon curd straight oh, out of the jar. It's, it's got, it shouldn't go anywhere near a toasty. <laughs> This could be this could be quite a divisive feature, <laughs> it could couldn't be, it? Could be. Uh, Lawrence says cheese, marmite, and peanut butter. Interesting One, triumvirate. Once again, in in you know in isolation, three good ones together. Not so sure. Have to try uh, an artisan suggestion from Rob of pate cheddar and truffle mayo. I love the sound of that. One. We both love pate. <laughs> I love it. Yes, we've had pate hour on this here show. We have. We? Yeah. So that could be a thing. Sean says ravioli toasty, not to be discounted. Ooh. Tinned ravioli is one of the greatest oh. things. Tin really, ravioli. Tin ravioli. I love tin ravioli, tin bolognese. You love all things tinned. I do love Learning tin stuff. about you tonight. I'd love to have been trapped on one of them old boats going across the Arctic. <laughs> yes. Just eating tins and that and going mad. <laughs> uh, right, we've got one of our youngest ever callers on the show to tell us her recommendation. Hello. Hello. Hey, Annabelle. It's Bush and Richie from Home Time here. How old are you? I'm seven. Seven years old. And you've got a brilliant suggestion for what you think the best toasted sandwich in the world is. Yeah. What is it, Annabelle? A bean and cheese toasty. Bean and cheese toasty. And who makes this uh, uh, world-famous toasted cheese sandwich? My granddad. Oh. Now, I mean, Annabelle, look, you're, you're, you're very young at seven to be having toasties because obviously they can be very, very warm. But you've obviously got a, a very mature palate, may I say, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. Yeah, she's never been told that before. No, and tell us about your granddad. What, what, describe your granddad. What's he like? He's very kind. Yep. He's tall. He's tall. Great. And he makes a brilliant toasty. Yeah. And if there was a world toasty making championship, do you think your granddad would win the medal? Yeah. Cheese and bean toasties going on the list. Yeah. Annabelle, thank you very much. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Very polite. Yes. Right, we've got Michelle holding on. What's your suggestion, Michelle? Hot dog, cheese, and beans. Hot dog, cheese and beans. Tell us about the hot dogs. Are they the ones you get in, like, a tin, then, with brine in the, you know, in the water? Um, yeah, any hot dog, really. Um, I, I just slice them in half, put some beans on it, sprinkle some cheese on it, and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> This face. I love sausage, but um, I don't know whether I'm getting one out of a tin and then putting it in a toasty alongside cheese yeah. and beans. That's just. But sausage, cheese, and but sausage and beans is like a you know it's like a round the campfire staple, isn't it? It's kind of like that, but with cheese on top, Richie. Don't don't knock it till you yeah, tried it. Yeah, round the campfire, not out of a tin <laughs> via a toasty machine. <laughs> you having that, Michelle? He's, he's doubting you here. No, I, honestly, I don't use the ones that out of out of a tin because they're a bit cheaper. But the, the nice hot dogs. Um, they are really nice. So, all right, to clarify, if we're going to do this justice, so what, like some kind of Frankfurter kind of thing? Yeah. I love that. And have you had people around your house and they've they've enjoyed this this delicacy that you've made for them? Oh, definitely. And my little bite adores them. 
Well, there you go. If it's good for the little ones, good for us. <laughs> okay, we'll have to try it. This is the Daily Takeaway. Now, check out your wallet or your purse for your stamps. Uh, I read on the train home the other day that we've got less than 100 days now to use up any stamps that don't have a barcode on them. Ooh. Did you know that all stamps going forward are going to have a barcode, like a QR code on them? But I do know that whenever I... Uh, I don't ever, like, plan ahead, which, which is a surprise. So what I'll do is buy a book of them and then use one yep. that's somewhere in the house. So it's a really good point. Exactly. So um, I read this and I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if I've got any stamps left. Open up my wallet, got a book of stamps, there's only one left in it, and look, it's a non-barcoded stamp. So I've got less than a hundred days to use up this one stamp that is left shriveled in my wallet. So it's like that Kiefer Sutherland 24 things. The time ticks down on how long left you've got to use that exactly. stamp. Exactly. Wow. And the idea that we've had for what we can do with this one remaining legal stamp is to find a show pen pal. Imagine that. Very much something of our youths, wasn't it? Pen pals as a thing. Writing airmail air letters to people. Remember that blue paper that was dead <laughs> exactly, light? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had one. Fr- French exchange. We had French exchange, <laughs> latter years of our GCSEs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so you, you, you'd have someone assigned that you were going to do this French exchange with and you struck up the friendship uh, before you then went and swapped houses and all that kind of stuff using the airmail and all that kind of stuff. That yep. was the way forward. I remember we went on a family holiday to Nurha in Spain and me and my brother by a stroke of luck ended up befriending five Swedish girls that we ended up writing to. Uh, by a stroke of luck? By a stroke of luck. We ended up writing like letters to them. I think we are just trying to get off with them. Uh, but we played the long game and we went over to visit them in Malmo. Oh, well, there you go. And now it happens. <laughs> but we did do, we did quite a few letters back and forth. <laughs> I bet yeah. you did. Yeah. Invested a lot of time. Yeah, it cost us quite a bit. So look, here's, here's what we would love to hear from you. Your pen pal stories. Maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe you married your pen pal. That would, that would be the goal. That would be the holy grail, wouldn't <laughs> if, it? If you Married your pen pal. 8, 12, 15 for your texts or your, your tweets to Absolute Radio. Pen pal stories, please. But the first person who writes in successfully to us here at Absolute Radio at Golden Square, I should have the address ready for you, but I don't. So I'll have it in three minutes' time. W1F9DJ is the postcode. Go on your postcode finder and find out the address from that. The first person <laughs> that writes in, you will become our show pen pal and we will use this one remaining stamp at Joe says, you could use that one stamp uh, use that one stamp to send me that signed photo that you promised uh, when I came to visit the two of you in Manchester when you did your show in a bed for a day. Oh, I remember her. <laughs> That's a bit awkward, isn't it? It's very awkward. We're off to a cracking start with this pen pal thing. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I think I've mentioned this before, but my mum, my mum wrote to Jackie Anassis when uh, JFK was assassinated. Which is incredible. And she wrote back saying, thank you very much for the letter and all that kind of wow. stuff. My mum, essentially, for a very brief period of time, was pen pals with Jackie Anassis. On a technicality, you'd have to say that was the case. I love the fact that Jackie Anassis would have to have written a letter to somewhere in Norris Green, <laughs> Hasfield Road, <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, Mark, uh, you have a pen pal of notes. Yeah, I was in the Royal Air Force. I went to um, Saudi Arabia on Gulf War One, and uh, one day I picked up uh, what they call a bluey, which is a sheet of A4 paper that just folds into an envelope and you post it off. And there was a girl from Devon, I was from Devon, so I wrote to her, and here we are. Wow. That was 1990, now we're still together. Wow. Seven children, eight grandchildren. Seven children? Uh, four children, sorry. Four, four children. children. <laughs> That's an interesting mistake to make. <laughs> Slip of the mind. I was going to say seven children must live in a giant shoe. That is unbelievable. So talk us through the whole thing where the, the, the letter just arrives out there from a random person. How does that work? 
Um, there was uh, adverts over um, back in the UK while we were all out in the Gulf War saying, uh, um, send your letters to the forces to get a pen pal. And I just happened to pick this letter up. Wow. Saw she was from Devon, same as me, 30 miles down the road. And I thought, well, I'll write to her. And then there you go. That that's incredible. So nice. that's how you met. And then then you don't actually get to meet in person and, uh, until you're back from Saudi Arabia. And, and then the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. I went, I come back, I had loads of money saved up, so I'd been away for three months, got drunk for two weeks, and then thought, oh, better go and see Mandy. Went down, <laughs> saw her at Plymouth Railway Station, and thought, I like you. That's... And uh, that was it. A year later, we got married. What a wonderful love story down there in Plymouth. Wow. So don't knock a bit of Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bit of Bluey, yeah. I will do. Thanks, Thank Mark. You. Cheers, love the show. Keep it going. I've got Claire on the line. Claire, tell us your pen pal story. Yeah, my mum made a pen for him when she was 16. And uh, her pen friend was 16, and um, yeah, they've remained friends ever since, and it's gone through the generations. So my mum's pen friend has got seven children, and they've all come to stay with us, and we've all gone to stay with them. And yeah, one of the daughters is um, my daughter's godmother now. Wow. And, and how did it start off? Like, what was the beginning of all this? So it was just one of the things through my mum's school you know, to to make pen friends and stuff. And she did it with uh, a few different people in different countries. Um, and she's quite a linguist anyway, my mum. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And those two just stuck. So where where are you, where, where do you actually... Where, where is this pen friend from? It's like a pen, yeah. pen family now. Yeah, we call them Team Austria. <laughs> wow. So um, have you gone out there to visit them in Austria? Yeah, many times. So it started when um, the two eldest girls were at school that they started to visit. Um, so they came over to us for a summer to improve their English. Then when me and my brother were doing GCSE German, we went to stay with them. Um, yeah, and it's just it's sort of continued ever since. We should look for pen friends that are another European home time show. That would be good, and wouldn't it? And then we could go on like an exchange uh, to another like, you know. But we, we, we imagine us hanging out with Bertie and Frank from home time <laughs> in Dusseldorf. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, thank you for getting in touch. We've got Linda on the line. Linda, tell us your pen pal story. So my mum in 1955, 56, a friend of hers in school to write to the girl's friends, classmates over in New York. And to this day, my mum and my mum still corresponds with the lady that I call auntie now <laughs> over in New York. And uh, and they are now 81 years old. And what's and the name of this lady? And she's she living like Manhattan or something like that? Imagine her, her letter turning up on those little postal boxes they've got in those <laughs> big tenement buildings. So her name's Judy Groman. And they live on Long Island in New York. That's like the Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. How good yeah. is that? And who'd have thought yeah, back I'm in 1955 of such a thing like email that would then overtake it? Yeah. Well, that's right. And um, so all through my childhood, these blue airmail letters used to turn up and my mum would then go and send her blue airmail letter through the post. And Have they ever and, met and we, you, your mum and her pen pal? Yes, they have. They've met about five times. You know, my mum's been over there a couple of times and they've been over here. Wow. Um, but, but that used to be instant messaging because my aunt would write and then my mum almost immediately would write a letter back. And so 
that was in those days. I mean, it probably took two weeks for the post to arrive anyway. That was the precursor to MSN Messenger, it really was. <laughs> yes. Auntie yes. Judy and Linda's mum invented it, I reckon. Yeah, they were there first. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's but lovely. I'm actually going over to um, New York in next April to actually see Auntie Judy. Amazing. <laughs> but my, my mum now feels that she's too old to fly, so she won't come. But well, uh, So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the connection alive. Good for you. And, and the intriguing thing for us is, Linda, this, this whole search is because we're hoping to find a home-time pen pal ourselves. Hopefully we'll find one that's half as cool as Auntie Judy in New York. In New York, yes, hopefully. Well, pass on our love and have an amazing time over there. I will do. OK, thank you very much. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. It is Toasty Tuesday here on Home Time. It will be on a weekly basis for the foreseeable future. Put it in your diary. We've been overwhelmed by your suggestions uh, for different flavour combinations that we can toast in our brand new sandwich toaster. And we've picked one that is, I don't know, it's really inspired us and it's head and shoulders above the rest of the moment. It's just a different direction. Sean O'Hara, you the man. Now, Sean immediately knows that what he suggested is about to be made. You might not remember, Sean, but he suggested a ravioli. Toasty. So our producer Adem has gone to the shops. He's bought us some bread, uh, some incredibly cheap-looking margarine, <laughs> and crucially, a tin of like tin ravioli, which is an amazing thing. Is this going to heat up enough in the cooking process to be that right temperature? It's a really good question because if we were having this tin ravioli, the instructions are to microwave for two and a half minutes. Now we all know that a microwave isn't as powerful as a toasty, because anything that comes out of a toasty machine is, of course, hotter than the surface of the sun. Think about it. You have beans, cheese, it's molten, isn't it? That kind of thing. So I think, I think we do just open this can, put in the ravioli inside the bread, and then just toast it until that light goes out. It's got all the high notes for us. It's got a bit of kind of tomato sauce in there. It's a little bit edgy. It's double carbs. I can't wait to try it. What can go wrong? What can possibly go wrong? This is the Daily Takeaway. It's no normal Tuesday. It's Toasty Tuesday, the inaugural Toasty Tuesday. Every week from this point forward, we're going to be toasting a different flavour combination, as recommended by you guys, on our fancy new sandwich toaster. And it's been hard to concentrate over the past five minutes because as we've been talking, uh, just away in the kitchen over there, here at One Golden Square, uh, our special toasty has been cooking away. Suggestion from Sean, a tinned ravioli toasty. Now you always remember the first time. So will we look back on our first... First Toasty Tuesday with fondness, or will Sean O'Hara go down in show history as a name to be dreaded? Uh, do check out our socials at Absolute Radio. Our Instagram as well. Have a little video up of the recipe. That'll be interesting. Three or four steps uh, tomorrow. <laughs> but it's brown, lovely. We've cut it in half. We've got half a toasty each. It's the, the the sauce, the kind of ravioli-ish sauce has, has come out the sides. Ravioli-ish. Ravioli-ish. So. And you know what? It, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to digging in. I think the shade of the uh, of the toasting is really, really good. Hasn't particularly sealed around the side uh, very well, which is dangerous because, of course, that ravioli is ready to come bursting out like lava uh, and give us all third-degree burns. Wow, I've just put my fork into it and it it's squirted out. <laughs> it's ready to go. You're doing this with knife and fork? You've got to do it with a knife and fork. Knife and fork is them all the way. I've only got a knife. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> High jeopardy. Here we go. I'll be interested to see how hot it is because we were, we were concerned about the interior temperature. Let's have a look. Hmm. Oh. That tastes of school days. It tastes of school dinners. Do you know what it reminds me of? School uniform, back from school, 
watching Neighbours for the second time. Oh. Oh. Uh. Uh, Richie's gobbed his back out. What's going on? Oh. You don't like it? I don't like it. I don't like the texture. Wow. Um, it's too hot. Have you got an asbestos gullet, man? I think I might do, because that is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> that has gone straight out into three <laughs> paper towels. That is awful. Well, the judges are divided on week one <laughs> of Toasty Tuesday. <laughs> Sean O'Hara's ravioli uh, toasty has split the judges. Look at your face. Oh, that's a no for me. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.